0: Coming right up, a special edition of Straight Talk, a conversation with Long Beach Mayor Bob Foster.
1: Opinions expressed in the following program do not necessarily reflect the views of Charter Communications nor its sponsors.
0: We recognize our obligation to present opposing points of view by responsible spokespersons. For information, please contact the director of program. She stands in face of evil, and will not lose hope or faith. America,
2: the land of freedom, is still the home of the brave.
0: talk is brought to you in part by southern california edison for over 100 years life powered by edison the press
1: telegram your local newsleader for over 100 years and long beach magazine
0: coastal living style Join us for tonight's edition of Straight Talk. And now your host, Art Levine. Good evening and welcome to Straight Talk. We're honored to have as our guest for the entire show tonight, the mayor of Long Beach, the Honorable Bob Forster. Bob, welcome back to our show. It's a pleasure, Art. Let's talk about the budget that always is first on everyone's mind. It's, It's a tough budgetary environment we're in. We finally got a budget, but there had to be uh, give-backs from the unions. And uh, Tell us where we stand this year and next year
1: on our city budget. Do we really have to talk about the budget? It's depressing. <laughs> it's depressing. <laughs> Actually, it, it's a good story. Uh, look, we all know we're in very difficult times, and the city was facing uh, uh, just a little short of about a $40 million, uh, don't call it a deficit, because we have to balance our budget. But we, you know, we had expenses that were exceeding our revenues by about 40 million. We we divided that into two pieces. We took one piece, which was, uh, if you want to call it concessions from our uh, represented employees, that totaled uh, just about uh, 20 million, little under 20 million dollars. And then the remainder, the the next 20 or so, had to come from reductions in our uh, operations. And, and we were able to do that. I mean, and everybody worked cooperatively. I want to applaud our represented employees from the POA and the IAM everybody did and, and firefighters have done a great job understood the city's situation and we were able to get by this year and produce a balanced budget but we have uh, fiscal issues for the foreseeable future
0: But 40 million cut on a general fund budget of about 400 million, 400 million. that's that's 10% that's yeah. a big bite Yeah
1: well you didn't cut all of it remember we took the the employees Basically, deferred their increases. Most of them
0: that they were contractually, they were contractually, contractually
1: obligated to have. In fact, the largest uh, deferral was with the with the police, yeah. uh, who were contractually obligated for about a 9.3 to 9.5 percent increase in yeah. September from a contract that was uh, drafted and, and signed in 2005. Well, and they deferred it out for another five and a half years.
0: One of the cutbacks was for the police academy, which, as you know, trains new police officers. And we have no academy this year, and of course there will be retirements and departures as there are every year. Won't that endanger police manning levels for the following year?
1: No. Uh, I think the police, uh, uh, when Chief Bass was here, fully explained that. Uh, patrol will remain the same. The cutbacks have really occurred in other areas in the police department. And they're relatively they're relatively small cutbacks. Look, I don't like this either, Art. You campaigned 100 more police. And we were halfway there. We were halfway there to 100 more police officers. No one anticipated this kind of uh, economic So where
0: are we vis-a-vis the banning when you... Took office uh we're prob- we're
1: to be candid i have to go check but i think we're probably just slightly ahead of where we were but we'll probably go down to where i was when i took office i mean there's just no other way to do this otherwise you're going to start, you, you will cut into other programs which have an effect on public safety. And yet we've had some tragic incidents, as you well know, in our
0: city with gangs and that, shootings. That is
1: unrelated, and I'm and I really glad you brought that up, because it's unrelated to the number of police officers we had. This is what happens. It's a normal reaction to say we have a really tragic incident, as we did at Wilson High School with, uh, with Melody Ross. And we say, well, we need more police. Actually, that's not the case. I mean, we've had a couple of incidents where police were within 100 feet of an incident. You you can't put a police officer in every corner. But but you would take
0: the point that more police means more safety.
1: No, well, it it depends. I mean, I think there may be better ways of policing. Using technology may be better. It's not just putting bodies on the street. I've actually learned a lot in the last three years about law enforcement. There are technological changes you can have which would be much more efficient. It's not necessarily putting bodies on there. And... We've had ten years of reduction in crime. This is a safe city. We we are crime. Then then let's cut it to five hundred. No, 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 no. That's not the argument. But the the argument is this is an integrated package. You can't have a safe city unless you also have parks and recreation programs, unless you have after-school programs, because those are the things that pay dividends down the road. But PAL, for example, which we were involved with many years, was cut. But you know, and- I I I don't know where PAL would stand in the pantheon okay. of things that will prevent crime in the future. But let me just tell you, we're very cognizant uh, uh, that we want to make sure that we don't, you know, we don't we don't uh, wind up. You know, cutting back on things today, they're going to have a much bigger price in the future. Okay. So that is why every, every department in the city was subject to some reduction. You know, no one, and there's no there's department no here. No sacred department. Counties, here.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah.
1: And I know that you feel strongly about this,
0: that the city's budgetary problems are related to the state's. And let's spend a moment talking about what I've called on this show many times a dysfunctional state legislature.
1: Uh, that's being kind. Uh, look, we here's the asymmetrical relationship. The city really only has one tool to be able to deal with uh, shortfalls. That's to reduce expenditures somehow, some way. You can't readily raise taxes. You have to go to the vote of the people, and I wouldn't, I wouldn't even uh, propose that in this environment given the economy. Uh, secondly, you can't borrow money readily, and you certainly can't print money. The state, however. Is not encumbered that way. The state can raise taxes. I'm not advising them to do so, but what they have done, they have failed to control their spending, and that's a long discussion, too long for this show. But they have literally failed to control spending. They've kicked the can down the road. Now, now the can's coming back to haunt them. Uh, that what they have done is they have they have raised taxes substantially last year. They've believe they've run out of road there, but they have that ability. And so that what they've turned and and, and taken and stolen money from not only local government, but from every emergency fund that's out there. California today has virtually nothing in its funds for emergency, either fiscal or natural emergencies, natural disasters, but IOUs. You would probably have to have a special tax assessment if, in fact, we had a major earthquake in California. That's irresponsible. And uh, it's a long story of how we got okay. here, but the fact is they refuse to make the hard decisions in Sacramento. And what they do then, they turn to, uh, to entities like local government who have acted responsibly, who have to balance their budget. And, and grab and money. stolen money from them. Okay. And we have only one recourse, and that is, in fact, to be able to cut expenditures. It's outrageous. It's outrageous. We'll be back after these messages. Electricity is different from any other product we use. We can't store it. We must use it wisely, but can't do without it completely. And there's no substitute for this special form of energy that brings us light, comfort, and progress. That's why California needs new standards that can keep utilities strong, guard against another power crisis, and protect consumers from the kind of shortages that often affect other commodities. Because electricity is different. The Port of Long Beach, one of the region's largest construction contractors, has work for
2: businesses big and small. The SBE, or Small Business Enterprise Program, was established by the Board of Harbor Commissioners in 2004 to boost the local economy. Through this program, small businesses get a chance at big port contracts in the areas of construction, environmental consulting, engineering and architectural services, and more. To learn more, log on to www.polb.com or call 562-590-4146. For over 80 years, Community Hospital of Long Beach has served the greater Long Beach community by providing the best medical care possible with a focus on clinical excellence and a caring, compassionate, personalized approach for every patient. It is our goal to be the community's preferred health care provider. Providing a 24-7 rapid response emergency department, a state-of-the-art cancer center, and a free wellness and diabetes program, we are proud to introduce CHLV's new bariatrics program featuring the safe and effective lap band system. Community Hospital of Long Beach, when you have a choice, choose the best.
0: The Marketplace Long Beach, where you can shop for a fabulous selection of merchandise. Dine out tonight. Shop in a relaxing environment. Explore all there is to enjoy at The Marketplace Long Beach,
1: PCH and 2nd Street, online at marketplacelongbeach.com. The Marketplace Long Beach.
0: Continue our conversation with Mayor Bob Forster. Bob, we were talking about the dysfunctional state legislature, and it's just an, an unconscionable for the state to grab money after a city has balanced its budget. They come in and they grab it from the county, the city, the school districts. Everywhere. What should we do? What should be done at the Sacramento level? And by the way, you're not running for statewide office, but no. you've been speaking out on these issues, because because what happens at the state obviously impacts our city and every city. What should be done up there?
1: Well, I want to see real change. I mean, I I think you have to have fundamental reform, and it's not the usual stuff that, you know, the two-thirds vote on the budget or any of that. I mean, those are, I think, in some ways marginal. The real issue is you're going to have to control spending at the state level. There really is very little real scrutiny of where money is spent. I mean, the, the state budgets have really expanded in great proportion. And your
0: party, the Democrats, have controlled the state legislature, and the unions have tremendous power up in Sacramento. I, I think
1: that that's one of the problems. There's no doubt that's one of the problems because, you know, you continue, you continue to increase spending and more people get hired, and it's more membership, and et cetera, et cetera. THAT CLEARLY HAS TO BE EXAMINED, BUT YOU HAVE TO CONTROL SPENDING. The, the other thing, I think you have to look at things like term limits. I'd like to see more people in the legislature who've had a, a, another job, who've had a real world job in life. And you pointed out to me that 30 years ago, it was a part-time legislature a little over and they 30 did years have ago. other jobs. Oh, absolutely. They did. They had other jobs. They came there and if you from if walks of if life. And if you have
0: another job, you're not dependent on your reelection for your financial survival.
1: I, I think that's one element. I would like to see more people there who are not dependent on the job and who, more importantly, have had experience elsewhere, who've made a payroll, who've understanding what it is for ordinary people, how hard it is to live. I
0: think you've made a good mayor because, in part, you ran Edison and had 30 years of private sector experience.
1: You know, I've had a lot of different experience. I mean, I, I was a small business owner, I was a carpet layer, I worked in a big business, I, I actually did walnut farming for a, about a year and a half. And you always so, told
0: me that if ever, any, ever anything went wrong, you could always go back to lay carpet yeah, could. and make a living. Yeah, you know,
1: a great. It was a great backup. There, there's one other element that's needed in the state, and, and this is a very hard thing to do. We need a cultural change. you know. Look, we are a state that really makes, we have, you know, layer of layer and layer on top of regulation. And a lot of that is good. We want to make sure our environment's protected. We want to make sure we don't soil our nest, if you will, that we preserve something for future generations. But we we have really come down hard on commercial activity in this state. We are not creating private jobs. And we treat our businesses as if they're enemies. You cannot do that. We have to encourage commerce here. The real job growth that's needed is in the private sector. Otherwise, we're going to get in a death spiral. No, em- no employers, no jobs. No employers, no jobs. And worse than that, you will keep trying to put tax increases on, on upper-income people, yeah. and people have a way out. They go, You know they go to Nevada. You have a lot of Californians, uh, affluent Californians, who are leaving or considering leaving yeah. this state, and they avoid California income tax entirely. And
0: ironically, California has is so... We would be the 11th largest economy in the world if it were a country. We have food, we have oil, we have environment. We have everything here, and yet
1: we're kind of screwing it up. We have, we have a lot of natural assets, and I, I think it really comes from an attitude that somehow we can do anything to business, and they will stay here. If that hasn't been proven wrong in the last 10 years, then I think we all need to take another look. Because it's clear we have to do something to encourage uh... business activity in the state consistent with look good environmental regulation i would i would hold up the port of long beach as an example we're going to clean up the port of long beach it's going to be over a five-year period at least fifty percent cleaner maybe more like eighty percent cleaner and yet we haven't really impaired commerce at that court well the, port. the economy's well no, no, the but but not due to our yeah, actions yeah. you yeah, know yeah. so
0: you can no, you our points the leading leading edge in 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 green porting and uh, I noticed the city won an award as the most business-friendly city. Right. It's a shock to many because this history has, city has a history of making it tough for developers. And it, But uh, they, they must be doing some things well, right we, to get that award.
1: Here's, look, we, we've tried to change the culture in our own city. Well, you've heard me say this in State of the City addresses. We have to change from the attitude of a regulator to a facilitator. Not that we're going to reduce the requirements or we're not going to uh, make sure that the laws are obeyed. We are. But when someone comes in and wants to expand here or move a business here or, or even a simple remodel, instead of just saying no, why don't we find out how to get to yes consistent with what, what and the And our neighbors are. up at Signal Hill have done a remarkably good job. Yeah, and we have and done better, okay? okay. Our culture but is changing. We still have some place to we've go. Got more to go, but I will tell you I now hear more compliments good. about planning and building than I used to, than I hear complaints. Yeah. So, we're changing that. We, you know things like the small business program to encourage small business, the enterprise zone. We people understand, that, you know, and, and I my office tries to do this. And I
0: know you were personally instrumental in trying to attract the movie studio. We don't know if that's well, going to go or well, not. That, but,
1: that and or but, Tesla, and those are still those in be play. Big, big home runs. L- L- well, we we need more businesses like that here. But you really have to try to be as you know, to facilitate that as much as possible. And you, it it really takes. Uh, it's more of an attitude than anything else. That you're going to make sure that you try to make things happen.
0: There we go. And we're going to make these commercials happen. We'll be back after these commercial messages. <music>
2: It's Big Red Bus. Our English double-decker buses offer large groups a fun, unique, inexpensive alternative to standard transportation. Bar hopping, weddings, sporting events, airport pickups, kids' parties, you name it, and we'll help customize the perfect experience. We have open and closed-top buses available. Both are equipped with custom-built bars, stereo systems, and a friendly hostess. Alcohol is permitted on board. For your next event or fun occasion, call Big Red Bus at 562-852-9888 or visit us on the web
0: it's no secret, Mayor. You've announced that you are running for re-election. That is accurate. It is. And you are not running for any statewide office.
1: No, I'm running for mayor. Uh, okay. And, you know, I <laughs> it, basically are. I mean, there's a lot still to do in the city, and I, I, you know, despite some personal pulls to do things on my own, feel an obligation to do Good. that.
0: Let's talk for a moment about the second and PCH project, a major uh, redevelopment of uh, of an old hotel on. Pacific Coast Highway and Second Street, it's proposed uh, on the 11-acre site that a 12-story hotel be built, uh, 192,000 feet of retail, 230 residential units, and many people feel that the uh, project, which is a vast improvement from the prior uh, Lennar project plan for that site, is still too high, too dense, and would create too much traffic. Uh, The uh, last time you were here, I asked you about it. You said you would support a project that was consistent with the ambiance of the community. And my question to you, sir, is do you think a 12-story hotel, uh, 230 condos going up six stories, and 192,000 feet of retail is consistent with the ambiance of that neighborhood?
1: I don't know yet, Art. I I mean, I want to see this go through the process. Look, let's just back off. We have probably the premier corner in Long Beach at PCH in 2nd. Everyone would acknowledge that that right now is, let's just say, not what we'd like to see there. It's a distressed area. Whatever goes in there is going to have to be a commercially viable project. It's not a public project. These are private funds coming in or to develop that area in a way where somebody can actually make it pay off as an investment. So that's that's what they the private sector has to do. The public sector, it's now our responsibility to make sure this goes through a complete community process goes to the planning process, and all the issues you just raised are completely vetted.
0: As you know, the area is in the C-dip uh, zone, and, and aware of that. Southeast Area re- uh, Development, which is a 30-year-old plan, right. but limits height and density, right? and this would, and need, this, this would need an exception. That's correct. It, it would and need a variance. I'm, I understand that. I'm sure you don't agree. would agree that, that zoning by variance and exception is not a, a, a rational way to go. Uh,
1: but that's why variances are there in the law, because there are some exceptions. Look... This has to go through this process. I'm not going to second-guess the process. The process is there to be able to vet those issues. And I want to see it go through the process, and when it comes out the other end, I'll have an opinion as to what But you don't have an
0: opinion of this project. I like,
1: I like some of this project. Yes, I do. But I haven't got you, an opinion on the whole. There you, are issues. You don't have a, an opinion on 12 stories. I do not now, no. I want to see how they design it. I want to see where exactly where the locations are and what they've done to mitigate it and what the community thinks.
0: Okay, so community input is important. Absolutely
1: essential, yeah.
0: Okay, if you have an opinion on this, and many people do, write the mayor, write the uh, Community Development Board, and contact your council person, or in this case it would be Councilman DeLong. Mayor, it's the holiday season when this show is being aired, and I know that your office is, again, uh, cooperating with food finders and getting food for the For the hungry in Long Beach. Tell us a little bit about that program.
1: Well, look, obviously we're in distressed economic times and that has put a real burden on food banks all across Southern California. In fact, the demand is up at least 60%. Some people are even saying it's up three and fourfold. So what we're doing is we're partnering with two groups, uh, Food Finders and Friends of Long Beach Animals. Because what we found last year is that while we're feeding people, many of these people have pets and they were giving part of their food to their pets. So... We're now we have thirty six locations uh, around the city, including many libraries. And many well, you can find them online. You can go. I hope you'll scroll the mayor's website, or you can call my office, and you can donate food. You can donate uh, hygiene uh, products. You can donate a whole host of things that people would need, or obviously money that helps as well. But Food Finders is a great organization. I think they feed about fifty thousand people a day. They do a great job, and hopefully, we can ease the burden and some of the anxiety of a lot of our neighbors you know, in and around Long Beach. That, that's great. This this drive
0: lasts till January 31st. Uh, canned goods, packaged foods, other things. Go to the website that we're putting up, and you'll uh, be given a list of things. 24 drop-off points in the city, and as you mentioned, this year accepting pet food. So uh, kudos to food finders and to your office for engaging in this
1: well this is it's really important look guys make one other point or you know it, it it is really easy to give in times of plenty when things are good it's much more meaningful much more needed when times are tough so i would ask everyone despite the anxiety out there even in your own situation if you could just reach down a little further and help out people it really counts at this time
0: uh... amen to that we'll be back with the remaining portion of our show after these messages <music>
2: join us today at McKenna's on the Bay founded in 1976 Polly's gourmet coffee is Southern California's most complete gourmet coffee store Polly's has the best tasting coffee freshly roasted every day right in the store plus a wide selection of teas an in-house bakery espresso bar patio dining and more we also offer Wi-Fi free internet access for all of our customers why clientele agree when it comes to coffee there's only one name to remember Polly's.
0: more motivating than a great barbecue meal at Naples Rib Company.
2: Victory or not, Naples Rib Company, great game plan.
0: Welcome back. In this time of the holiday season, please, let's remember the brave men and women who are defending freedom abroad in Iraq and Afghanistan and elsewhere around the world. One thing you can do is join the USO, uh, the service organization that provides entertainment and relaxation to our troops abroad. If you join, they will send you just as a small thank you, a wonderful calendar. Uh, we're putting up the website for the USO. Please consider doing something to help the men and women that are helping us abroad by defending freedom everywhere. Bob, I'm sure you would agree that we should give some thought during the holiday season to our troops.
1: Couldn't agree more, Art. And you know, whether it's the USO or any of the, a variety of other. Uh, uh, organizations out there that help our men and women in the armed forces please don't forget them around holiday time i, 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 I think it's part of uh, making sure that the uh, people have given so much for us that we give a little back to them
0: and you know over the holiday season right here in long beach so many groups do so much yeah. you mentioned the food finders in your office there are restaurants like the reef that, that have feeding uh, the homeless and uh, a lot of the fire department brings toys and all a lot of good stuff over the holidays.
1: There are, there are but there, you know, there are also organizations that make sure that our, our men and women in the armed services are, are provided for So Don't forget that, that's really important. I'm glad you brought that up. Okay.
0: Well, what a fitting show to end our 2009 season on. It's been a wonderful year. We're honored to have the mayor again visit us and please join us in 2010 for next season's editions of Straight Talk. Good night, everyone. Straight Talk has been brought to you by Southern California Edison, the Press-Telegram, and Long Beach Magazine. And remember, Straight Talk is viewable worldwide 24-7 at straighttalktv.com.
1: It's been a challenging economic year for many of our neighbors in Long Beach. I'm asking you to lend a helping hand for those residents in need. Together with food finders and friends of Long Beach Animals, we are collecting donations, such as canned and packaged foods, hygiene items, and pet foods. There are more than 36 locations throughout the city accepting your gifts of kindness. It's easy to be generous when times are good, but it's much more meaningful when times are difficult. I'm asking you to find it in your heart to help those in need. Thank you.